0: Sports listeners, I'm your host Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in
1: every single Tuesday.
0: This whole hour of Saddam Barbara Teen Athletes. Woo! Woo! And we're talking all athletes. Good morning, everybody. If this is Erica, the Queen of Teen. I was looking at our um stats, and we're up something like 1789%. Of so listening viewers. Of listening viewers. All around the world. And we are, yet at two from Frankfurt. So my mom was from Frankfurt. So I don't know, maybe that's my mom's spirit is in the house. I don't know. So I was excited to see that. Um, what we're going to do is we are going to get a visit here from Clara McDonald. I'm really excited about this because Bishop Diego, we're going to do a cardinal recap. I don't think I've ever had a school be so much in the news as... Bishop Diego High School in the last couple of weeks. So without any further ado, we got a big show today, but we're going to start off with Clara McDonald. Hi,
2: everyone. It's Clara from Bishop back with a Bishop recap. And it's been such an exciting month for all of our sports. We had girls soccer, boys soccer, girls basketball and boys basketball all win their league. So that was really cool. Um, girls soccer was their first time in history winning their league. So that was awesome. And last year, they didn't even have enough girls to be able to, like, make a team. So that was honestly so cool. Um, Girls basketball finished their season. They lost in their second round of CIF. Um, But they got to play first round at home, which was really cool. They also played second round at home. So that was really lucky. Um, But they lost. They had a really good season, and they had no graduating seniors. So they're definitely going to be ready to bounce back next year um boys soccer lost in their first round of cif playoffs but like i said they won league so that was a bonus um boys basketball they won their league and they made it to the cif championship and they played at home and that was one of the best games that i can i have ever been to i think it was so cool to see everyone come out and it was on a friday night too sold and it out. was a whiteout. sold out too so,
0: uh-huh Before we tried to get tickets they were sold out i'm like what
2: I know. Um, so that was so cool. And they won, which was awesome. Um,
0: I, I heard they, it was by like two points in the last two and a half minutes. It was just a battle, defensive battle going back, forth, back, forth, back, forth. Mm-hmm. It nail biter. They had a bunch, almost
2: all their games, um, they were all close. They semifinals, they were down by or maybe it was the game before semifinals they were down by like 13 in the fourth quarter they came back and won right in the end so they that was really cool and my freshman year which was two years ago they made the cif and they lost on a buzzer beater Hi. so that was, oh, just, I like, was that, game.
0: that, was, that uh-huh. was that
2: was a crushing
0: that was horrible
2: yeah so i think that that was just kind of their revenge like they really deserved that Um, and then girls soccer they made it to CIF and they had an awesome comeback in their game they were down by two with only 15 minutes left and they ended up winning six to five and it it was their first time in history that they won so that was so cool and then boys played their first round of state last night at home they won by two Um, so again another close game they were they were up and then the team kind of came back, and they hit the last like second. They hit a three that like bounced off the rim with the other team. Oh. So they won. And then girls soccer played their first round of state yesterday too, and they won four to zero. Yeah. Um
0: Now they've got a prodigy on the soccer team. She's a freshman. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Come on back. Kylie Lilly. Yeah. She's what, been named athlete. Name?
2: Kylie Lilly. So she won back, um, back athletes of the week. Mm-hmm. I've never heard that. She I know she scored up. in the in the CIF final game. She scored all their
0: goals. But it was something like, wasn't it? Since she scored something like fifty-five? It could be correct me. But something like fifty-five uh-huh. goals in seventeen yes. years.
2: Oh, yes, yes, which is crazy. Yeah. She's so good. Yeah,
0: and she's so a freshman. Really- she's a freshman, right? Mm-hmm. Oh my
2: yes, so
0: I she's know. Real deal.
2: Yeah, she yeah. is good. Yeah. So they're really lucky to have her. And then they play tomorrow against... I forget what the team's name, but it's in Redland and it's away. No worries. And the boys basketball plays viewpoint away tomorrow as well. Nice. So wishing the best luck to them. Um, girls softball has started... Um, they didn't have enough girls for their first game, so they just had to play scrimmage. Um, they beat SB. So you couldn't go
0: out there and play two sports in the final? No, I don't play softball. Oh, you are? You yeah. Football and you're doing track? Uh-huh. That's awesome. Uh-huh. I love it. Um, like you're not even giving um, yourself kudos because I'm sitting here th- thumbing through and all of a sudden I'm staring and I'm staring and I whack Dominique with it. And I'm like, oh my God, you know her? And she goes, that's our Claire. <laughs> <laughs> he wins like the shot put. Have you ever done the shot put before?
2: Yeah, I won CIF in the shot put last year. Of course you did.
0: <laughs> of course you won the shot put CIF last year. That's awesome.
2: Um... But we lost to Fanny and Nez five to nine. That was that was our first game. Kind of, we're still waiting on some girls from the s- soccer team. But right. that was like our first game with like our full team. So it was definitely a learning experience. And then we played SB at home, and we beat them seven to six. I think that was a really good late good game. Nice. So, like, right at our what position? They're right at our way. level. I play left field. Nice. Of course you do. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and awesome. then. We lost, we lost to DP pretty bad. Um,
0: but if DP's really you know, good, D- like. For the last 20 years, it's just, they're just dominant. It's just that sport. I don't know what it is. It's just the water. I don't know what that glue water or whatever. <laughs> My whole life knowing and following softball, um, they, DP's just like volleyball. DP's always has mm-hmm. good girls volleyball and really always has good girls softball too.
2: Well, we lost one pretty bad, and then tomorrow we play. Oh shoot! That's okay. A team in a team in Ohio. I'm totally blanking on the name. Thatcher? Um, but we played. No.
0: Thatcher. Um.
2: I'm it's not that Thatcher.
0: Game. uh Uh it's, a, it's with a V. I think. Oh, what is
2: it, it? It's, it's a, a V. Game. I know. It
0: is I a V. We played all the baseball games. I'm just Villanova. Vill- Yes, I think bing, that's bing, what it bing, is. Bing, bing, bing. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the McDonald's and the Taco Bell at Ojai because they're back to back. So when you when you have a Lincoln Navigator with eight kids in it, because you're pretty much the starting team, is in my car, and they're all before <laughs> the game, and you get in trouble because everybody's warming up and everything. And your mouth, your mouth. That's what happens.
2: Um, and then track, we had our first track meet and we went to the Malibu Invitational. Um, there were quite a few schools there. I would say like 20, 20 or so. And it was up at Malibu. Nice school,
0: um, huh?
2: It's like right in the water. Yeah, it was really pretty. But um, I got first in varsity shot put and my sister got third in frost soft shot put. Nice. And then for boys, Henry Benoit got second in varsity shot put. And JD Vargas and Greco Guevara took first and second in boys frost soft. Nice. And then I took first in varsity discus, and my sister took second or first in varsity discus. Nice. And then JD Vargas and Greco again, first and second in frosh discus. And then Ishmael Rigat. Tween, I'm definitely saying that wrong. Uh, took you second in the boys' I mean, cross. Just tell
0: them at school tomorrow. Hey, dude, I'm sorry. I crushed your name on the radio. <laughs> 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 that
2: was um, it? Took s- second in the 100-meter dash. And then we had a meet against Sandy Nez. So it was Sandy and and Mission Prep. Um, so there were just three schools. I'm not sure how some of the other kids did, but... Um, but I got second in long jump, second in triple jump, first in shopping, and first in discus. So those are the results I'm for sure about. Nice. The other ones I'll have to present with you next week. Nice. Um, but that's my recap for this week. It's been such an exciting week. Congrats.
0: Woo! can't it. Why am I willing on clapping? Huge multiple claps. <laughs> All right. Listen, <laughs> totally think about you, talk about you, and uh, feel the love, okay? Thanks for checking in. Thank you. Outstanding. Oh, my goodness. It must be the water over there, at Bishop. If you haven't checked it out, go there. actually tried to get to the basketball game, like I told Claire, and uh, they were sold out. So don't uh, think that you can participate. You'll buy the tickets all online. Bishop Diego, hats off to you from Teen Sports Radio. Doing a great job. Thank you for all those volunteers over there as well, because that's what makes the program. We've got a big show today. We've got Christine, Marie, we've got Don Sanders, Amy, Dr. Amy, sorry, Amy. Dr. Amy man. of course, we're going to have a huga with uh, Dominique Hackett. So don't go away. This is Eric Saldo, the Queen of Team. We'll be back with a lot more with all new messages right after this. And this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salt, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday, 9 a.m.
3: Welcome back to Teen Sports Radio. This is Christine Marie with a View from the Deck, and we are continuing with our 15 commitments of conscious leadership, moving through this book and this chapter, Chapter Nine is living a life of play and rest. That's commitment nine. And the mantra at the top of the line, meaning where we're trying to be above, is I commit to creating a life of play, improvisation, and laughter. I commit to seeing all of life unfold easefully and effortlessly. I commit to maximizing my energy by honoring rest, renewal, and rhythm. And as the opposite on the bottom, as if if we weren't committed to, to bringing joy and play into our lives, we would say, I commit to seeing my life as serious. It requires hard work, effort and struggle. I see play and rest as distractions from effectiveness and efficiency which could be a little bit of a, a workaholic perspective um, from that sense. It's a balance between the two. Yes, it's important to work hard and to really focus and do the things we need to do. And it's also important to rest and relax and recharge so that we have energy to move forward. One of the pictures in this book that I really love, and it's one of the things that I say almost all the time, is um, there's a a guy sitting back on on the hands of a clock has a rest chair, actually. And it says, everything is occurring in its perfect timing. And when I say that to myself, it's really helpful because things are always happening, again, for us, not to us. That's the way I like to believe. Everything's happening for me, not to me, even when things are difficult. What am I learning? How am I working here? And um, I'm, for, I'm being reminded of this vid of a, of a documentary where they were they some people were following, I think, some Native... Um, Amazonians or, you know, indigenous people in, 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 in the forest. And there were some really difficult things that they were doing. And, and they had to move these logs. And it was really intense. And the Western people were amazed at, at, at the work that they were doing. And not also at the... Not, as well as how they were doing it, they were having fun. They were playing. When someone got knocked over by the tree they were carrying, they laughed and they got up and they joked with each other. And then they kept doing it. But it was—it could have been seen as drudgery. But the people who were doing it were seeing it as—they were finding the fun in it. And I think that that is so so important to remember that life can be easy, it can be playful, and that there are difficult things that can happen that are happening, and there are difficult things happening. And. In- in the world right now everywhere and at the same time it's really important for us to keep a sense of love and light and balance and joy if we can because if there are difficult things happening in the world and we're thrown off by them what is that that the, the the there's another quote life it's it's not what it's not what's in the boat that sinks it. It's it's not the boat that sinks. It's what gets in the boat that sinks it. Right? When we're in our boat and our boat is, we can we can float on the waves. But it's if it breaks or if something happens or if we, we it gets filled with what's going on outside that our boat could sink. And one of the other quotes that I really like is on one of the in the summary. It says that conscious leaders who value and encourage an atmosphere of play and joy within themselves and in their organizations create high functioning and high achieving cultures. So bringing the fun in, bringing the play in, it's so important. Um, I know for me as a kindergarten teacher, preschool teacher, the best way to get four-year-olds, you know, to get what I needed to do is to bring it into play and all of a sudden become animals. Okay, now we're marching, the ants are marching, you know, um, that may not work for everybody, but for three (laughs) and four-year-olds, it's really good. (laughs) And I wanted to say that there is a tarot card because, you know, we are talking about a view from the deck. So the card that reminds me of this, I'll I'll pick a card for anybody if you want to pick one later. But the card that this reminds me of is the Four of Cups. And um, this Four of Cups is called Luxury. Um, It's a woman sitting in a lotus flower on a pond of water just with three cups in her hands. And a fourth cup is floating down um, from in front of a full moon. And this card reminds me of uh, a story that I heard of a story that I heard about uh, Paul Orfala, uh who started Kinko's many, many, many years ago. And he, because he had some learning disabilities when he was a young man in college actually. And, um, what I heard about him was that he noted that every major powerful, successful decision he made that increased his business always happened when he was on vacation. So when that card comes up in a reading, I often mention, um, or what do I say? Recommend, invite people (laughs) to um, entertain the idea that taking a rest and enjoying ourselves and going on a vacation will actually help us, um, create the, uh, create the ground for those beautiful insights and um, powerful ideas to anchor in.
1: Yeah, that's so beautiful. That's one of the reasons why I encourage teens to journal and notice things, because there, there is that, kind of, sort of comes from a Puritan uh, sense in America that, you know, hard work, so, you know, hard work, drudgery, hard work, and that your life will net itself from all this drudgery and hard work. But the reality is if you keep a journal, you'll notice that a lot of the inspiration comes when you woke up or when you're taking a shower or, you know, after you had a great cup of tea with a friend and, um, and it came from a relaxing. And a lot mm-hmm. of times, especially as students like uh, maybe you're researching the paper or something and you're very frustrated trying to find a particular thing, you know, you saw it and you can't find the reference and... and It's just so frustrating. Let it go. Go have a cup of tea. Go for a walk around the block and then come back to it. And wow, not only do you find what you're looking for, but you find something even better. Mm -hmm. So notice this. Write it down in journals and you'll find that the relaxing in the play is bringing more to life than than the drudgery. Mm -hmm. Don.
4: Yeah, a whole bunch of a whole cluster of things come to mind. Christine mentioned rhythm. By the way, this is Don Sanders, Don's com. Call me or uh, find out how I can come to you, or you can come to me for some great massage. And uh, yeah, when Christine mentions rhythm, you know, I have a daily practice, you know, I've been at for 38 years, chanting Namyo Haringe Kyo in the morning and the evening. It, it uh, charges up your spiritual batteries, it gives your life a spiritual workout. And even in the midst of challenges and struggles, it can uh, put a smile on your face and make you feel chipper about what you have to do. You know, it's in that kind of a rhythm, you could be doing all the right things and you could be stubbing your toe and hitting your knee and thinking, boy, you know, life's no fun. But you know, if your rhythm is, if you're in the right rhythm, you can be, you can be beset with challenges, but you can still be going through with a smile on your face. Real, real fundamental, real fundamental basic thing. That's, that's a big difference, you know, and you can, get on that, you can get on that sunny side of the streets you guys are talking about.
0: <laughs> I like that. Sunny side of the street. Yeah, I got that. I think it's important that we're coming out of being two years of being capsulized to take that leap of faith and understand that, you know, have to crawl before we walk. But it's a really good opportunity to recreate yourself. And I've had to do that, um, uh, fortunately, this year, and it wasn't an intention. It was like, oopsie, just because of a a medical uh, setback, nothing major, but it made me say, okay, it made me look at myself in the mirror and say, hey, some changes are, it's a good time for some changes. And I think that's really, and then you um, engulf that as an opportunity. You don't look at it as a bad, you look at that as a great thing. Um, I'm really happy that doc- a little bit later we're going to be having uh, Alex Ramirez. Same thing happened to him. He, um a family friend of 20 years and was a part of the team at Superior Fitness that trained my boys. We were like their fourth and fifth clients way back. Cross-training, when, right? Cross-training when they were in elementary school. Personal training, cross-training, team training, that whole thing that was big back in those days. And because of the COVID, he had to reinvent himself and he created um, Fitness for Life, uh, uh, 805 Fitness. I'm sorry, 805 Fitness, but his program is Fitness for Life. So I think this is um, a good way of looking at, you're going to drive around Santa Barbara, you're going to be feeling a loss because there's a lot of those home comfy restaurants and places and our little hubs and taverns that might not still be there. But look forward to the opportunity of a new thing that's going to be coming in and Christine and I talk about our favorite places that aren't going to be here anymore, but I'm like, well, there's going to be something that's going to replace it. It's just going to be better. Just have that outlook. So mm-hmm. do we
1: mm-hmm. go before we go to break. <laughs> do you have anything to add? uh No, just that uh, we want to encourage everyone to keep the reason why we keep a positive attitude is not only does it help it with, a, with our learning, but it helps our health be better. It helps our mental health. And it helps the community as a whole. Um, I had a meditation teacher from Australia, and he liked to say, if you enjoy a green forest, you can't pull back the lens on a brown forest and get a green forest. A green forest is made up of every individual choosing to live a good, healthy life, a life of integrity, a life of caring for others. (sighs) Definitely. And, and can,
3: I, can I just add just a little bit, just one moment to say that sometimes people think that um, people who have a positive attitude are Pollyannish or not realistic. And I don't think they realize how much work it can take to shift right. our mindset and shift our perspective. And it does take tr- consciousness and, and, and a, an intention to do that. It is, it's not just naivete. It's, it's important to remember we can practice it and we can get better.
4: Yeah. Um, there's there's an expression, life, colon, rough trails, steep cliffs, gorgeous beauty. Mm. So, you know, if you just accept, you know, things as they are, you know, because some people, some people are cringing from how they don't want life to be. Just em- embrace life, you know, rough trails, steep cliffs, yes, but gorgeous beauty. Every single day, there's something that'll take your breath away yeah. if you're open to it. Mm
0: -hmm. I agree 100% the one thing that I can say and I I haven't really shared this with you and I should have but last week's um, Huga really hit me all week and I was wondering why sometimes I hold on to things so what I did is I redrafted it and I I took it off the rock and I put it on the stone exactly what Dr. Amy was saying if you didn't catch last week's segment check it out because it's a really good mantra for the week so the things that I thought were really powerful and beautiful, you know, I really stamped those on rocks and things that were really, once you just put it and you shift it on the sand and just let the wind blow it away, honestly, that really just took a lot of stuff that were, I mean, for years. I mean, if, hey, if anybody's got daddy or mommy issues, <laughs> put that off the rock and put it in the sand. You know what I'm saying? Like Dr. Amy thinks I've lost my mind, but she knows what I'm talking about. All right, so let's do this. We've got Dr. Amy. Right after these messages. We, we, the
5: the we are turn this
0: We're back, and this is the sound of Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Eric of the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every, every single Tuesday. Tuesday night
6: am hello. this is Dr. Amy Saltzman from stillquietplace.com and spotaspider dot com. and I'm so happy to be with Teen Sports Radio, and I may be the contrarian again this morning. Um, I've been really looking at the distinction between positivity and toxic positivity. And um when I teach mindfulness, I ha- sometimes have a cartoon that says, the first panel says, have a nice day. And the second panel um, says something like, wow, that's a lot of pressure. And I think we need to be careful about um, this idea of like putting a positive spin on things. And I think there's definitely place for positivity, optimism, gratitude. Um, it's happening for me, not to me. And that we want to make sure that people are getting the support for um, when they're really struggling, and that we're not kind of toxic positivity away true crises or issues, whether it's racism or poverty um, and, those are societal problems that we need to come together and solve and i want to be clear that if you're struggling with a particular issue um that we aren't saying that you can positive think your way out of some of these more serious societal issues yeah so um there's it's a both and i don't want to diminish gratitude positivity putting a positive spin on things, but I do think we as a collective have a responsibility to address things that are truly harmful in our society and that are um, causing harm to, you know, people in our community. So that's that. And then, did you want to say something, dumb? Everybody wants to talk this section out, yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, like
1: yeah. I'm excited. I
0: Everybody want to add something, too.
6: Everyone
1: wants to say, <laughs> yeah, wants to
0: say that. something. We'll, we'll, we'll just go around, yeah. and I'm sure Dr. D wants to add, too. So this is going to be a deep
1: section. Dominique. I love what you're addressing, because some people call it spiritual bypass. In other yeah. words, you need to take an action to correct something, but instead, you rush to compromise because... Um, Some of us have a nature where um, it's very uncomfortable to address something that needs to be addressed. And unfortunately, if we don't address the things that need to be addressed, and this is very important for our teens to know this, that not just teens but adults have difficulty with this as well, that um, we do have to get support in order to make those changes. So being positive does not in any way replace taking the actions that need to be taken to correct situations. I, I really applaud what you're saying, Dr. Amy, because the, the spiritual bypass is not something that we advocate at all.
0: I remember playing ball at a couple of games and, and having that meltdown and allowing myself to melt down and being in a safe space with people around me that let me melt down because it's good to go down. I mean, it, t- it shows that the person is really trying to get in touch with what's really bothering them. And then you're, you definitely don't want to not have that breakthrough.
4: I,
1: Feeling is healing, but healing it, it's so important that. to reach out and have a support group.
4: Gone. Yeah. Well, the, the Buddhism I practice is is rooted in daily life. You know, there's a there's a maxim that says there's no happiness apart from the realities of daily life. And so so what it is, though, is that you've got to like find water. You have to have a spirit that you'll never give up and you'll always be resilient in the face of your problems and you will find a way to become happy. And I'm not talking about a, a transitory happiness, like, you know, you get a big paycheck and, and you're looking at your check and you rear in somebody, then you're in hell. I'm not talking about that. I'm I'm talking about a grounded, stable condition of life to where whatever... A resiliency, a hearty resiliency, and a cheerfulness that whatever life throws at you, you're ready to meet it, and you're not trying to hide in some false reality. So I agree with what Amy said, but I also think that you know, with some clarification, you know, we 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 must be positive and upbeat, but we must go forward. You know, it's like your your future needs you; your past doesn't need you anymore. You know, and and mm-hmm. I know that's oversimplifying. You know, years of what some people have to go through and trauma work and all that. I'm not negating any either. There's a place for that, too. But it's true, though. We have no place to go but forward.
0: Nice. I, yeah. yes
3: I agree with that that sense of you know th- that that's beautiful uh, Don your your future needs you and I also think our past needs us our past needs us in the same way as to reframe it as we are learning more and these are lessons that we you know it, it takes a long time to get to this place where we, we we can see these things with life and a lot of life um Experiences. I wanted to say too that if if any of our of our youth are having a difficult time, um, there is through the county, the Santa Barbara County Department of Behavior Wellness, we have um, a transition age youth program, um, which will support you if you need. There are services designed to meet the needs of young people in transition to adulthood between the ages of. 16 to 25. If you're having any issues, if you if you're having issues with depression or um, other any other mental illness issues, you can get, you can call you can call the 24 seven hour 24 hour seven day week access line, which is 888 868 1649. And there's also a very specific line, a crisis call line called Safety. And the safety line, it's safe alternatives for treating youth. And that um, crisis line is open from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. on a daily basis um, for children, for Santa Barbara Barbara County children and any youth the age of 20 and under. And that number, the phone number for safety, S-A-F-T-Y, is 1-888-334-334. Two seven seven seven, and I really recommend if you can't find that happiness, if they, if it's just a, you know, and we, I, we've all been there. I know I've been there in a place where I doesn't feel like I can climb out, and I have needed help to get out of that place. Um, it's important to reach out for what we can't, for for to find support. Um, and and Dr. Amy offers a lot of wonderful mindfulness and support to help us um, transition from from those ways as well. So. We're Thank you
0: Dr. Super- Amy for they definitely, and we are going to take a break, but again, Dr. Amy Salzman, Dr. Amy, how can we get a hold of you as well because I've been talking to a lot of friends and they have kids, and they're in need okay of help, and they feel uh, the transition into Uh, what they've had to experience with a shutdown and now trying to especially yeah, yeah, there's just certain ages like 12 to 14, you know 11 to 13 and you know going from elementary school to teenagers they're lost. So how
6: can we get a hold of you? Um, 650-575- 5780 or D-R-A-M-Y at stillquietplace.com and yeah, I'd love to support the youth in our community in developing some skills for this particular time, but actually lifelong skills as well. Thank, well, you, thank you, you so much. much.
0: All right. We've got a lot of show left. Don't go away. This is Erica Salter, the Queen of Teen. Well, not- teen sports radio show i am your host erica salt of the queen of teen please tune in every single tuesday
1: 9 a.m welcome back to teen sports radio this is dominique hackett with son of rubber wellness center and uh sb braille and lots of good things um i usually like to talk about hackett Hoogas these have to do with all the things that are comfy and cozy in our life where we're sharing good things with good friends and family that make us feel good. Um, I like to also talk about the elephant in the room. And right now, uh, there's war going on in Ukraine and Russia. and um, And our hearts just go out for everyone that's in the conflict. And I just want teens to know that what do you do if your mind is caught up with the fascination of, of a great world event and, and we kind of feel, well, I feel somewhat powerless to have an effect on it and yet my imagination and my mind is being captured by it. So what I frequently do at times like this, I, I literally relax into it and go, okay, if my mind needs to know and understand war, what can I do that will help bring me some peace? And so I look at stories of famous warriors or famous military leaders, and I just go, okay, if this is where my mind is going, then what can I do to enrich my life? And so I went and um, I found a story about George Washington, and it was, it's a story about a battle that's not usually taught uh, when we're in school and we review the various battles that George Washington fought against the British in order to help us gain our country, Right. Um, it was the Battle of Georgetown. He lost the Battle of Georgetown. A uh, hundred soldiers uh, were killed. 400 were captured. But there was an extraordinary event that happened during this battle, which is not talked about very much. It's a very odd event. The British General Howe, um, H-O-W-E, I think that's how you say his name, he had a dog, a honey dog, named Leela. And his dog... Dog got loose, ran across the enemy lines and into George Washington's uh, camp, and the soldiers captured the dog. The dog had a collar on, and so when they looked on the collar, they realized that it was General Howe's dog, and so a lot of the soldiers were saying to George Washington, oh, you know, well, we should, you know, make the dog uh, an emblem of how furious we are at the British and, like, you know, torture or kill the dog, right? But George Washington is an incredible man of integrity and instead he took the dog into his own tent he fed it he cleaned it up and he wrote a note to General Howell and attached the note to the dog and called a ceasefire and sent an aide carrying the dog back to General Howell and we still have that note in history where it basically he's saying, George Washington is saying, it is it is my it is my compliment. It, it Language is used in different ways, but it's my compliment. It's like saying it's my honor to return your dog back to you. And I unfortunately came across enemy lines. And what that did was it impressed the other British soldiers that George Washington, instead of being a beast and a horrible human being, was actually... A, a, a humane person, I mean, yes, they're having a battle, and they're arguing over different points of view about how society should be governed, but this was a humane person, and it literally changed the um, it, it changed the feelings in the heart of the British who were fighting against the Americans who wanted freedom and so I want to encourage when we see times of war try to find the points of integrity, where human beings are stepping up and doing noble acts rather than focusing on the carnage and the sadness of it. Try to find those things that give us faith in humanity, that we can resolve things and come back to nonviolent communication and solve this conflict in a way in which honors all human beings. And so I just want, as teens, I just want you to know, relax into it. If you're feeling totally captivated, by war, then find something inspiring to engage in and read about some of the incredible military heroes that we have in many cultures and many generations. And I I just want to encourage that. Don,
4: that's... I love your your point of view on this one, Dominique, because uh, my mentor was recently, I mean, you know, he's, he's a part of an international world peace and culture movement that's in 192 countries. And he was talking about, that very thing about what what are lessons in life we can learn from napoleon and he was talking about when all those around him would think a battle was lost they said that you know a great leader will remain calm and steadfast no matter what is happening and he always believed that he was going to be able to win the day and and you know we all have our thoughts about war war is barbarous war is terrible but like you're saying you can learn something from that and he also he also was very detail oriented. He realized that even the smallest little thing—if you don't pay attention to even the smallest little thing—it could—it could mean disaster. So, so you know that, like I said, my mentor, who's who's an international president of a world peace organization, often talks about you know what we the virtues and what we can learn from some of these people. And oddly enough, here in Ohio, I know of a, a, a relative of Napoleon, an ancestor of Napoleon. Looks just like the pictures of Napoleon, very, very stubborn oh, wow. and, and steadfast. And, you know, he'll whatever it is, he's going to get it done. If there's a wrong, he's going to write it. If there's something that needs, you know, if you need to blast through solid rock to build something, he's going to do it. So I, I, I got a little taste of what Napoleon was what must have been like.
0: <laughs> That's fantastic. Christine.
3: Oh, I was going to say, I was actually listening last night to a podcast from Russell Brand who spoke a bit about this and about things that he wasn't supposed to be speaking about, which was calling us into. Um, calling us as human beings into taking responsibility for ourselves in a certain way and what is appropriate, what's not appropriate behavior, what has been in the past and what is in the future and what is now and calling our leaders to work and, you know, to do things in a different way. And I think it's so important, um, Dominique and Don, what you speak about in terms of finding the best in things that have happened in the past and and that humanity and that integrity and that respect. I think war has been used in the past when, 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 When people have been fighting other people, people are demonized and made less human. And that makes war, a certain kind of war, easier. And I think it's so important to come back to the humanity and to the heart. And that just makes war not
1: as... It's not palpable on either side. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: It's not okay. Yeah. No. Well, it's funny because usually the people, the
0: age, the ones that are in the last leg of their lives are making decisions that are basically most affecting the youth of mm-hmm. our kingdom of the, of the world. And it's really sad. And it, that's what hurts me as a mother of two boys in their 20s. It, it really upsets me. But I, we, prayers work. I believe that. And I think yeah. as a whole that we can just all hope for peace and spend a couple of minutes a day thinking on those lines. And I think that's going to be very powerful because we are all connected at the end of the day. Let's do this. I've got a little food and fitness with Alex Ramirez and Richard Ellsworth right after these messages. And this is started by our Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salt the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday 9 a.m. Okay, this last section is going to be a quickie because we we talked a lot. But what I want to do is I want to introduce Alex Ramirez, a gentleman that I said earlier in the show, uh, had to reinvest in, in reinvent himself, creator of Fit for Life 805. I've been blessed uh, having him personally train me and my kids and, a beautiful soul and alex how you doing today
5: i'm good erica how are you
0: can you just hear the love in his voice if anybody (laughs) needed a personal trainer it's richard ellsworth okay that's why if anything (laughs) (laughs) here we go i don't even know where that came from okay but i want you guys to hook up and you don't even know you're hooking up but i want you guys just to hook up and put a segment together um and i'm going to look forward to it because i want to do Fit and food, we'll call it, or food for fit. Whatever you want to say, foodie fits, you'll you'll come up with it. But it it actually all started this morning when um, we always have this big luncheon after the show for anybody open house that wants to come. And I kept on having Richard's name drop, drop, drop. Oh, I learned this from Richard. I learned this from Richard. But Richard, real fast, what I want you to do is, why don't you give us a 30-second, one-minute thing. What she was doing, she was making on your sides, what can you do to super side to side? We're going to call it super side. In other words, if you're serving rice or potatoes, what can yeah. you do? To- or anything, like any sides after your protein, what can we do uh, to make it powerful as far as a nutritional one-two?
7: Well, I rely very, very heavily on spices and herbs and not just as a means of flavor, but also medicinally and some of the herbs that grow in in, in our gardens like, like weeds, but also the dried versions that we have that most of us have in our spice cabinets. Every single one of these will take something that's plain and immediately increase its value. And it may not be increasing its nutritional value in the standard sense, but it's increasing its value as far as vitamins and minerals go at at kind of that micronutrient level. Um, and all of those things, no matter what they are, are helping you. They're they're uh, contributing to the hydrochloric acid production that's helping you digest your food and get the most uh, nutritional value from it. Um, it can help the food digest just as it's going down. It can help to start breaking down that food in the pot or even in your mouth as you're cooking it. And then you're getting you're absorbing more of the nutrients from it. So, I mean, even if, you know, something like like potatoes, for instance, is. Is, is pretty pretty plain it's a root vegetable but you know all you have to do is just add one little thing and you can just immediately um, um j- jack up its its potential to support your health and your system
0: nice Garlic. beautiful <laughs> nope, in a minute but alex i just rolled out of bed and i don't know if you heard but i was late my hair is still wet but if i had to do two minute exercises what would be the three things to get my body moving in the morning what can we do
5: Breathing is one basic exercise that I always recommend starting your day off nice and fresh, working on your breathing, uh, deep breathing, breathing in through the nose, breathing out through the nose. There's actually some good science behind that. Your nose is a good filtration system. So it helps to oxygenate and clean your air. It's almost like an air purifier. Uh, so that's a great thing to do to just start your day. Uh, from there, that's a great exercise. It's a little mental, but you have the physical part doing it as well. Squats, Erica squats get your me when he said
0: that Squats.
5: <laughs> <in>. <laughs> <laughs> it's functional. We do it every day. you how many times you sit and stand? So doing squats are great. It actually provides a little bit of mobility too. so you have ankle mobility, uh, low back hip, your pelvis mobility. So there's some thoracic mobility going in there with the squats as well. And then uh, anything for your shoulders, mobility for your shoulders, just something as simple as you know going back to elementary school and doing some arm circles. Nice. I mean, if you're just if you're just trying to do something to get you going and get you like on on a walking kind of routine, that's probably the easiest. You can also throw in some balance because, you know, when you walk, you are balancing on one leg for a brief moment. So working on your balance can never hurt. And of course, as we get older, you know, balance does get.
0: All right, it it. I love it. That was awesome. I don't want to go over. But listen, I need to see you next week. Uh, The show is over, but tune in next week at 9 a.m. We'll be here. God bless. See you next week.